from the booth that pops, it's time for the Riverdale Review! Welcome back, pals, to another episode of the Riverdale Review, the Pals Network's weekly Riverdale review show. Um, uh, we're here, oh, wait. No, that's how I do the show. That's yeah, how that's I, right, see, that's right. it's been a while, man. Like, we've been, we've been away for three weeks. I forgot, I was like, do I have, like, another intro bit here? No, no, no. no. We're just here, we're in the booth, we're hanging out, it's me and yeah. Marco. We're here What's to talk on? about Riverdale. Yeah. I'm, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that. <laughs> I'm excited, Kale, I'm, you know. Kale couldn't join us, but, you know. Who needs Kale? Oh, hot oh, takes. Throwing hot shade takes. at Kale, Jesus. That's, you probably should have saved the shade for later in the show, considering he edits this. So if oh, you really upset fair. him, the show's not even going to come out. That's fair. <laughs> Love you. So who needs Kale? The listeners need Kale to edit the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're back after our break. Uh, we're excited to be back and talking about... Um, I, I mean... This is this was one for the history books. Yeah. I don't know if this is the best episode of Riverdale, but it's it's up there. I'm this calling a, it. You think so? I I call yeah. I'm calling it from like like the first couple scenes. I was like, yeah, I'm, I like this one. Yeah, I mean like, so all right, spoiler free, right? That's where that's where we're at right now. Yep. Um, that's how we start the show. Riverdale review, weekly Riverdale show. Uh, subscribe, like, share on YouTube. Um. Get us on your SoundClouds or your iTunes or your podcast services, all that jazz, right? Okay, cool. So, yeah, man, I mean, I'm with you. I'm hard-pressed to think of a better episode than this one. Because, like, I remember there was – so, like, there was a moment, like, right – it was right before, I think, the opening title sequence credit thing, you know? And I was kind of like, man, like, this is going to have everything. You know, like, this episode has everything that Riverdale promises on. There's, you know, all all these storylines that have been kind of percolating are, like, finally coming together and coming to a head. There's sex. There's romance. There's drama. There's violence. It's like, what what more could you ask for? Literally. There's mean parents. That's, it's, yeah. It was the best. I, I posted on Twitter this morning after, like, watching the episode. I was like, everything about this episode it was (laughs) it was spectacular so much drama and i was so here for it and like i think something that i really appreciated about it too was it did a good job of something that i feel like riverdale hasn't done in a long time where we got payoff for a bunch of stories that had been kind of building for a while but then we also got the establishment of new threads Mm -hmm. that were equally interesting yeah. And um, I think it's been a while since we've kind of had an episode like that. You know, like, you know, I don't I don't think um, I think we definitely like on the last couple episodes have had a tendency to be like, oh, no, the season's been a little rough, but it was like really just kind of a few episode patch, you know, mm-hmm. but like when mm-hmm. you're watching them week to week and like evaluating them like we do, I definitely feel like it hit a bump in the road. And like, I feel like the last episode felt like we were getting back on track but this was just like all right we're firing on all cylinders here like if we yeah. can keep this momentum going we're gonna have a good rest of the season two mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I, I totally agree i uh it like everything sort of culminated in this episode i think uh like you said like all the loose threads that we've sort of had and uh it paid off like immensely like uh i mean we'll get into it later but I think where all the characters sort of stand, uh, their relationships, uh, what certain actions based off of previous, uh, like the previous direction that certain characters were heading and how that's sort of like affecting them in the future. Like it, yeah, it, it, this had everything. And I mean, like, uh, I, I, I told you before the show for me, like the, the big sell was the, just like the direction and cinematography in, in, in this episode. Like it was they just got like, some nice shots. Yeah, it was just super smooth and uh yeah. Like I'm pumped to talk about it. Yeah, so um let's 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 use that as an opportunity to jump into the uh the spoiler full section. So if you guys haven't seen chapter twenty seven of Riverdale, uh now's your chance to jump out. Um remember, tune back in next week. You can hear our spoiler free thoughts before you check out the episode and then uh, come back for the full discussion. Um or if you've already checked out the episode, let's just jump right into it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, was there a specific standout moment for you in the cin- cinematography that you wanted to touch on? Um, there was one moment, uh, this was like way at the beginning of the episode. Uh, actually I pulled it up on, on, uh, 
on the episode. It was actually at, at minute like four and 20, <laughs> 20 seconds. No, no, it's, it's like it was like right up where I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good episode. I like the way that they're doing this, where it was uh, an interaction between Kevin and Moose, and oh, yeah. they're kind of like, like it was kind of like weird or whatever, whatever um, between them because obviously uh, Moose is still sort of. Uh, He's still like flirting with Kevin, even though he's with Midge, and like he's it's like he's closeted still, sort of. So, yeah. Um, so there's just like this weird just uh, relationship and tension there, and then uh, Kevin walks away. The camera stays on Moose, and then Moose looks like he's about to walk away, but he walks into like another, like he turns the corner, and the camera goes from like a, f- a front shot to a like over the shoulder shot to then like it it introduces the larger group with it. I don't know. It was just it was very well done, very smooth. It um that's something that like uh uh uh, uh oh my god um was really popularized like not popularized but it was one of those little transition scenes um that's famous in like uh the Seven Samurai like old school cinema okay, stuff yeah, which yeah. is like like yeah. super um it was just very well done where you can take the camera from one position to another and sort of uh, get different views uh, and perspective, perspectives. Uh, and so, like, that was super strong. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a good episode. Just not, <laughs> that little, like, little moment. Yeah. Well, and I think just, like, the intro to this episode pulled me in in a way that I don't think an episode has for a while. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it did a really good job of... Like, it was laying plot threads. Like, it wasn't like there was a ton of interesting stuff in the beginning of the episode, but it was just all this stuff of, like, hey, here's what we're going and what we're going to be doing, and because of all the players and where they're at, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. You know? Like, um, like we said that there's kind of the culmination of a lot of storylines that have been, like, developing for a little while. Like, there's the article that Jug, you know, had written about Hiram, yep. um, you know, which kind of comes into things. Betty's having that, you know, the drama at home with – you know, obviously the kind of, um, you know, the murder, uh, as it were, like laying on her and, you know, the, the chick kind laying of, on her too. Yeah. Right. The like tension his, his that, she, that she's presence. got with chick. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and just like how he's getting a kind of increasingly, um, comfortable. Yes. There. And, uh, and that's making her uncomfortable. Right. Right. Which is really cool. Like a really cool contrast. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and then, you know, that, then there's also, you know, the whole, like, Archie and Hiram thing where there's, like, the mob family coming and the, you know, kind of line between Archie and Hiram of communication that excludes Veronica. Yes. You know, and all of that finally comes to a head at the the weekend away at Lodge Lodge. Yep. And, and like, obviously that itself was something that was um, going to make for good story. And then on top of that, there was a thing of like, okay, they're going to a, a cabin uh-huh. out in the middle of nowhere. It's like, there's going to be some sex and scandal. That's, yeah, that's what's yeah. happening here. That's what we're doing. And uh, damn, boy, did they deliver, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, entire, the entire morning of me watching it was me going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. It was really good. It was really good. And uh, speaking of good shots, man, like that lodge, like there was a couple shots they got there just in the wilderness where it's yes. like they were just even I, traveling there. Like, yeah, 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 it was just beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't anything like, oh, it's this super like creative or inventive shot. It was just well composed and the color was good, you know, yes. like the first shot of them, like getting out of the car and walking up to the lodge and like it has this very like you know, classical kind of look to it and, you know, like very rustic. And uh, it's just, it was just gorgeous. You know, it's like, yeah, like what a getaway, right? Like this, this was one of the episodes that definitely reminded me of like a Twin Peaks sort of thing, mm-hmm. just because of like the scenery and where were there they and where they were at and stuff. Sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I think, um, I guess it must've been the second episode of Riverdale Review when we had Andy on. I remember he said, it's like, you know, some of the best directors in television work on Riverdale. So, yeah. you know, every once in a while you get an episode like this where you're just like, God, God damn. Like it's they just put a nice lot of watch. effort into making this trashy TV <laughs> teen show look excellent. You know, <laughs> love it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like kind of like we get there, right. It's supposed to be this fun respite and like, you know, Cheryl, of course, um, just had to be a catalyst for something. It. I loved you know? it. 
Her mother upsets her. She wants to, like, invite herself on the trip. Mm -hmm. She is uninvited by Veronica and decides to just drop a bomb on their whole weekend and reveal, you know, to Jughead about the kiss that he's the only one who didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Once, Once they're there. Yeah, once they're already there. Yeah, like in, in there, they just settled in, and she <laughs> rings, she rings, jug up, and is just like, "Oh, hey, by the way, uh, Betty and Archie kissed. Okay, bye." <laughs> just wanted you to know. Yeah, um, heads up. Fuck you. <laughs> so good, and like, uh, you know, I guess like I know normally we kind of try to take these in like chronological order, but like I'd like to jump around a little bit here because. Yeah. This kind of set up what was, um, you know, what was going on with Cheryl, right? Like, there's all this tension with her mother and, you know, in the in that opening scene, like, she, she calls her uh, um, an emotional anorexic, you know, that she's never experienced love. She only knows how to destroy it. Then she gets, you know, uh, excluded from this couple's weekend. After she drops this bomb, like, Tony comes into the bathroom where Cheryl had made the call, and, like, they kind of have a moment um, that, you know, I I thought was really interesting, and then obviously becomes uh, much more significant later on in the episode. Yeah. So, my my initial thought there, and and we'll talk about that in a second, but I wanted to ask you, like, what was your initial read of that moment? Because, like... I know that we have kind of floated around the idea that mm-hmm. Cheryl is gay, right. especially like Olivia kind of predicted that way back on like episode three or whatever. Right. Um, but I uh, and then I know obviously there was that whole kind of subplot with Josie, but we yes, never yes. necessarily saw that kind of come to fruition. Like it was very much an implied thing and like we all seem to agree that that was the reading, but I could also see them not committing to that in the way that they did this episode. Yes. So like, what was your read on that initial moment between Tony and Cheryl? Did you take it as that there was like, not necessarily romantic, but like sexual tension there that like Tony was reaching out to her in that way? Or was that not your read on it initially? I didn't think that she was reading like reaching out necessarily in like in that way. I think it was more like she might have recognized that there was like a a potential um not necessarily like to insert herself in that, but uh that there was the potential that maybe like there was something just like deeper going on there and then just from a viewer perspective knowing that knowing what we do know and and um what's sort of been hinted at us. I sort of was just like, oh, okay. I guess they're like slowly trying to confirm that Cheryl is gay. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like that's that you know that that's that's really cool. Like that then we 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 made it. We got a prediction, <laughs> but also we did. But also like, um, I like the way that they're handling her character and and the way it culminates again because this is very much an episode of just like wrapping stuff up and 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 introducing sort of new essentially a new character not new characters but like refreshed and revamped um, like new new pairings at least yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know right because it's like we still have the classic pairings of like varchi and bughead but like they're at odds now yes kind of but then you know so that's like a big thing this episode right is friction between those two couples but then like you said we've got new pairings of like josie and kevin and tony and mm-hmm. cheryl and mm-hmm. And that's good because it, it does breathe some life into the cast without having to introduce like new people necessarily. Right. Yeah. And that's super refreshing. Um, and I like the way that they've sort of uh, made them their own like their own characters uh, in in the sense like they have the, they they have their own storylines now adjacent to uh, uh, like Bughead and and Varchi, Right. Like they have yeah. their own. They they have their own uh, narratives now, and that's really really cool because it's just fleshing out the world. and And uh, I think this season they've they became like full cast, right? Like they're build um, up front. Specifically, this- Josie and Kevin did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cheryl was already part of the main cast. Gotcha. Okay. But like they're they're, they're like really living up to that now, and they're they're really giving yeah. them that that room, which is really and- cool to see explore. Yeah, and I feel like that hasn't been the case this whole season. Like, I yes. feel like we've gotten that here and there. Like, Josie, I think definitely. Josie and Kevin both kind of had their own episode. Mm-hmm. But overall, they've kind of been, I feel like, a little squished underneath everybody else's stuff. Yeah. And I think having this kind of two 
like two or it's like two or three stories that are really two pairings. You know, like there's what's going on at the cabin and what's going on in Riverdale. Yes. And because it's broken up that way, it allowed uh, those characters to have a little bit more breathing room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, and then, you know, the inclusion of Tony in that as well, I think, also helps because we do have characters like her and uh, and I guess to a lesser extent, Sweet Pea, right? Um, and I guess even Fangs, uh, who are, I think, pieces on the board that we haven't really spent a lot of time with. And, like, I feel like characters like Moose and Midge I don't think are ever going to be, like, main characters. I think Tony no. is going to be. Yeah. You know? I think Sweet Pea is going to be. Um, so uh, it's cool to see that kind of finally coming to fruition a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so to keep on the thread of, of what's going on with Cheryl and Tony before we before we jump around uh, to what else was going on, um, I have to say like it was really refreshing for me to because it's not the only time I've ever felt sympathy for Cheryl, but I don't often I don't feel like she's ever really been allowed to have very or not never but not very many moments that were like sweet, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, <clears throat> and I think. That moment where, um, you know, Tony approaches her at the theater and, like, you know, kind of, like, puts her hand out again, right? And it's just like, hey, like, you know, if you want to, like, see the movie together, like, that's cool. No pressure. Like, and I, it definitely seems like she's obviously, like, interested in her. But, like, I don't. I don't know that it's like romantic because I feel like when we do get that reveal later on that Cheryl is gay, like I feel like Tony kind of like seems surprised by it. Yes. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think she's approaching it from like a, a like any uh, it's not like a sexual approach or like a romantic approach. It's like she's just, she like actually is trying to care. Yeah, I, it seems like she like admires her, you know, like and and not like. Um, not in like a, you know, like I look up to you kind of way. Like that's, I don't know, sometimes people use the word that way, but I mean like, you know, just when someone is like, you know, she says that like, she calls her like exceptional or something like that, right? Yeah. When they're talking at Pops. And like, I wonder if it's more just like her, you know, being like, you know, obviously there is like pain underneath the surface with Cheryl and mm -hmm. like she like is trying to make a genuine connection with her. And, um... That was surprising to me, you know, that she would make that effort. But um, I, I have to say, I thought it was like, I thought it was really sweet. You know, like I really liked their chemistry together. And that's not a thing I ever like really thought about. I feel like we may have like tossed that around in a previous episode once because we had said we thought Cheryl was gay and Tony's gay. So, right. you know, because I remember we were like, well, Josie's not gay. So like, that's probably not going to happen. So like, who else even yeah. is there? Maybe Tony. Right. And it was like offhand even that comment. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we were like, oh, it'd be like a cute, like, Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. But, right. like, and now it's like, oh, like, this really might actually, like, go somewhere. And, and I think that there's really, like, going to be some meat on this bone because I thought it was really cool where, you know, we see Cheryl obviously having this emotional reaction to um, this film that's about a kid coming out. Yes. And to me, again, was another signifier of, yes, Cheryl's definitely gay. We're supposed to think that now. Um, when they actually have that moment though at Pops, uh, that was really like, it, it was cool to like get the story. Yeah. You yeah. know, to like hear the whole thing about her having this relationship, you know, this budding relationship, I guess, with her best friend who, you know, Heather. Yeah. Heather, who, who she had uh, a romantic relationship with and, um, you know, her was mother. It? So like, sorry. And like, sorry to cut you off. Um, no, 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 no. So like my my understanding was like it 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 hadn't gotten to that point yet. Like it sure that they had found her in the same in like the same bed, but it was my understanding that there was like there were still I think middle school girls and like that like potentially nothing necessarily happened, but it was just that she like her mother caught them in bed and it was just like oh like kind of weird for her. So and and I you know, I don't know, right? So, like, mm -hmm. that's definitely a possible interpretation. But uh, to me, like, I read it as being, like, 
she caught us in bed together. Like, I don't think that that means that they were, like, having sex. Mm -hmm. But there was, like... But maybe they were, like, kissing or something like that, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, that they were exploring. Yeah, Um, okay. Because I don't think there's anything weird about two young girls who are best friends who have sleepovers every weekend sleeping in the same bed together. Yeah. Like, that is pretty commonplace. And I don't think that... um, that Miss Blossom would like overreact to that. I think that was more Cheryl saying it that way because she was like uncomfortable okay. saying like she caught us doing this. Right. right? Like right. you don't need to know what we were doing. We were caught together, you know, in quotes. Okay. And, you know, and I, I and I agree with you that like they were young, but I, I think it was more like a thing of like they were best friends and they realized that there was you know tension there yeah yeah and that they were exploring that how kids do Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know and and that they got caught yeah and and in that moment it was like very uh, at least for me it it was like very you caught her in a very uh uh, oh my god what's the word not innocent like vulnerable vulnerable oh my god thank you yeah uh vulnerable state and that's a cheryl that is very super interesting and um that's not her we never right, see her that way right and and to just see her that open and and that um yeah it was just it, it was very very like refreshing and it was a really cool step that i felt the show made um yeah i mean it was it was really really cool stuff yeah i i i'm really excited for this storyline Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see where this goes and what this means for Cheryl as a character because I think it's going to force her to evolve. Yes. Um, I don't think we're going to – you can't have Cheryl like have a storyline that's about her becoming more emotionally honest and coming out and, um, you know, uh, shedding the the facade – you know, the armor that she mm-hmm. has put up for herself as this cold, um, mean person without making her change. Like, she has to stop being those things. Yeah. Which will mean that she won't be allowed to fall into the same habits, you know? And I think that's going to force her to um, kind of make, like, a face turn, you know, a little bit. And uh, I think that's going to be really refreshing. Yeah. You know? And, and it'll be fun to see her uh, interact with the main cast in a way that's less... Uh, combative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. So I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to, to what was going down at the Lodge Lodge. Um, whole lot of squeaking. Whole lot of squeaking. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, that actually, one of my favorite bits, like, the, my favorite moment, it was, like, that thing of after shell drops the bomb they're going to their rooms like unpack and have these awkward conversations you know uh and like (laughs) veronica and archie like start having sex and then jughead and betty are just like (laughs) or jughead goes he's like can't they ever just have a conversation yeah yeah, yeah. he's like is this the reaction to everything Uh, yeah (laughs) and like that killed me and like obviously later on they're on the other side of that fence or of the wall right and uh and i thought that was really funny too because i didn't realize until the next morning but it's like oh wow like they didn't know that they had had sex like veronica and archie didn't know that that jughead and betty had had sex before oh yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. brings it up and she's like when did that happen right and it's yeah um so like (laughs) i don't know it was it was fun to like have some of that kind of like more like a lighthearted humor because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i feel like it's been a while since we've had something like that on riverdale yeah definitely which is cool too because like that's the thing i liked about this episode is like there's a little bit of everything like yeah. there was some like interpersonal drama there was some humor and then there was some like real drama you know like the real shit the juicy stuff yeah yeah um so speaking of the juicy stuff though uh so like let's talk about Let's talk about Vughead, Ooh. Marco. Oh, my dream. <laughs> my dream. Oh, man. So what did you think about that? Oh, I loved it, dude. Oh, oh my God. The, so from, awkward. The, the, it wasn't even awkward for me. It was just like, <laughs> I was like, there. Yes. 
I was there at the edge of my seat, like gripping the pillow. I'm just like, do it, do it, do it. Oh my god, do it. Oh my god, it's happening. <gasps> it was so all right. So, Marcus so just screen screen capping endlessly. <laughs> screen ca- yeah, honestly, all caps. It was the best thing. Um, but I, again, man, this this the way this show approaches interpersonal relationships and and stuff is just beyond me. It's like, it's like, it's like what? It's like I'm an adult, right? But I don't do these things, right? It's ah, and so yeah, the uh, like the before and the after of it, the way it's dealt with. Again, kudos to the show, and it's uh, uh, it's well executed maturity. Um, but yeah, man, they so like after Cheryl drops the bomb, Betty's no Veronica's just like, hey, Jughead. Maybe we should kiss. And it was like, oh, it's like oh, that'll that'll oh, fix everything, right? Huh? Yeah, and and then it'd be going, uh huh. Yeah, that'll fix everything. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, go for it. Uh huh. Yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna fix everything. That's that's a band aid, of course. Do it, a hundred percent. Go for it. I'm there. Do it. I, <laughs> like it was just, it felt so weird because, like, I don't know, like, just like the conversation. <laughs> That like Betty and Jug have where he's like, I'm not like mad about it. It's fine. And then, he, and then he's just like, Well, I mean, I might one day be mad about it. I'm just like, What? Like, <laughs> Archie's face during that whole thing was so like, ugh, it was like pain and like anger, but also like, Oh, I can't really do anything because like, I don't want to be that guy, but also like, ah, ugh. Yeah. It was, the drama, and then he like, man. And he's like fucking doing push-ups afterwards. Yes. He's all and, mad about it. And Veronica calls him out, which is the best. It's just yeah. like, oh, what are you do? Flexing your max- masculinity? It was like, oh, well, did that hurt you? And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, no, it's fine. He's like, oh, okay, you want to fool around? She's like, no, I'm tired. It's like, oh, excuse me, Archie, all right? Yeah, right? And she's like, are you serious? Like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was a lot of fun, I have to say. <laughs> And then, oh my god, dude! So, like, what about Dark Betty Lives, man? Like, hashtag Dark Betty Lives. That was, it was like, whew, whew, I do believe I'm getting the vapors up in here. Like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> um, like, if if Kale was here, you should do a southern a southern accent going. Uh, I'm, I say, I say, I'm <laughs> working up a sweat. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> my loins are ablaze. Oh my god! But but when she when uh when Betty like confesses to to Veronica that she's like, remember that night where like I wore like the whole getup and Veronica yeah. was like, oh, oh. I know I, I I loved that when she was just like scandalous. Oh, stop. Like, yes, stop, like, but keep going. It was like so Sex in the City, like yeah, you know, it was, it was so funny. I loved it, man. Like this this episode of everything. I was there for it. Yeah, dude, me too. Me too. Uh, and it's like, it's a shame because, like, I definitely feel like Kale is the one who's the easiest to get, like, negative about the show <laughs> and be like, I don't even know why I watched the show. I'm done after this season. I, I, I bet you that he would have been so fucking high on this episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> the first thing was How like, How could you not be? <laughs> he would have gone, That kiss, buck wild. <laughs> Love you, Kale. <laughs> or, or wait, wait, I got, I got one more Kale impression. All right, so, Veronica, do you really think this is gonna like fix things? What are you doing? What are you do? What? Hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> That's my favorite Kaleism. <laughs> oh man, so, uh, so that that was obviously a ton of fun, and. uh then we kind of like actually you know what we'll save that we'll save that okay. we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in the the lodge lodge let's jump over to what was going on with Josie this episode yes Josie and Kevin yeah yeah so over the last couple episodes um you know we we got the kind of reveal of what of the affair that had been going on with uh Sheriff Keller and I don't know what to call not Mayor, former Mayor, Mayor McCoy yeah like, yeah, I don't remember her first name. So, but um, this like, I feel like it finally like went somewhere. Like for how long ago they introduced it? Like I feel like it it really hasn't 
made much of an impact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like obviously it, it led to Mayor McCoy like stepping down and like Hiram being able to snap up all the land that he did this episode. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it just felt like a thing that kind of like was on the back burner for a little while. And yeah. um, it finally kind of comes to a head, like all things did this episode, apparently. And, uh, you know, Josie is so mad that she decides to go tell Kevin, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, obviously that creates a bunch of drama with, you know, uh, Kevin and his father, you know, because, like, Josie's mother is, like, getting divorced from her father. So, like, everything's above board there. But, like, Kevin's mother is, like, overseas and she still doesn't know. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of pain there, you know, and and a a lot of, like, hurt. And, um, you know, I think that uh, compounded with what's going on with Kevin personally, like, makes for a really tough episode for him. You know, I, I felt for him. Uh, a lot this episode like obviously um josie was hurting too but you know the whole stuff with with kevin is just like you know it's the kind of stuff that i feel like you know i I don't think about that aspect of uh of of like of like gay dating you know Mm -hmm. like i've never been you know a homosexual trying to meet someone yeah and it's like I can just imagine how much I would hurt, right? Like, he has this connection with someone. He wants a relationship. And, like, this, you know, this guy that he obviously is interested in um, is just, like, not able to be honest with himself about who he is. And, you know, and because of that, you know, he's, like, just, like, lying about, about the relationship that they have. And, like, I can only imagine, like, how much that must hurt, you know? And um, he lies to him, too, right? Like, he invites him to go... Like, Kevin asks him to go see that movie together, and he's going to go see it with Midge. He invites him to go with them, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, Midge knows all about us, and it's cool. Right, right. And, like, she very obviously doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when, when they meet up at Pops, and, like, she's, like, trying to be friendly to Kevin, and, you know, like like asks about how they know each other and like their relationship. And it's just obvious that she doesn't know. She has no idea that he's gay. Right. Um, and, uh, I just, I don't know that. Like I literally just wrote my notes. I just wrote poor Kevin with a sad face, you know? Like I, I just, it was just hard. I felt for him this in in that, in that moment. Um, I mean, that's like a hundred percent. It must be rough. And I mean, and like you said, like compounded with everything else that's just going on. All of this was just, I don't know. It, I mean, like, it was it was too much, man. It was a lot. Yeah. And, like, especially when you think about the fact that, like, you know, his, uh, his support system, like, his two closest friends are Betty and Veronica, and, like, neither of them are around yeah, when he, yeah. like, gets this news either. Like, he doesn't even have anyone to go talk to, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's just on his own. Um, and that sucks. Like, that's, that's really, really hard. Um, but... You know, it's kind of the silver lining there, I guess, is like that leads for an opportunity for him and Josie to make a connection, uh, which I thought was really nice. You know, yeah. uh, Josie ends up uh, at the movies like everyone in town, apparently. <laughs> and um, is that a small town thing. I mean, like, I, 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 I guess. But it's also like a thing of you think about it's a new movie opening up and like what other what else is there to do on on Friday night at Riverdale? You That's know? fair. So, like, I guess if it is like, hey, I need to get out of the house to avoid my dad or my mom or whatever, um, like, where else are you going to go, I guess, right? Right, right. Uh, But, yeah, so, I mean, she apologizes, right? And, like, they decide to go see the movie together. And, like, it was a sweet moment. Like, it it seems like, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for them to kind of have, like, um, you know, maybe a, a burgeoning friendship. And, uh, yeah. and then that leads them being able to, like, finally confront their parents, you know, and, and have a conversation about, like, what's going on and, like, with everyone involved, right? Because, like, they say <laughs> this is a conversation that's about more than two people, you know? And, yeah. uh, and it is, right? Like, this is about old marriages ending, a new relationship beginning, like, these two families are going to have to find some way to come together. And, yeah. um... Yeah, it's it's good to see 
them all kind of like on the same page, you know? Again, like hats off to the maturity of this show and dealing with these situations because that's like, I, I have no context for like divorcing families and, and affairs and all that stuff. So, I mean, I can only imagine that it really sucks and for, um, and for them to portray it in, I'm assuming, as healthy a way to sort of deal with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just like really a really positive light on on this show and the way that it executes its uh its various messages. Um, so yeah, like hats off to it because I mean, I, I can't even imagine that. And for them, for for the way that that um Kevin and and Josie approach it is like we we get it and like we we want your your happiness but there has to be an understanding that this affects us too and it's just like a long conversation to be had and to be continued and and they say it it's like it's a long it's it's a conversation that's like more than just two people and it's going to be a long conversation because it's yeah. going to be ongoing cuz it's something that they're going to deal with like essentially the rest of their life so yep or at least the rest of the relationship right you know uh yeah and i think uh, just to build on on the point you just made there, and, I, and we say this a lot, so I don't want to belabor the point, but I do really think that's <clears throat> the thing that I really do appreciate about the way Riverdale portrays relationships too is that like I feel like um, a lot of times the conflict is like it's speedily resolved. Like it feels like it's like, oh, like we got this figured out in, in one episode to some degree, right? And that's like a television thing. But what I like about it is I, I, it rarely feels unearned, you know, like it's mostly like, yeah, a character is hurt. They experience their hurt and then they find a way to have a conversation about it where they express how they feel and try to like grow from it. And it's like, that's good. That's a positive way to deal with conflict. And it's, uh, it's great to have a drama that, um, like doesn't revel in the drama too much. You know, and and I, I definitely appreciate that. Like they find a way to make these characters like stay likable, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while still allowing them to uh, hurt each other, you know, because like, yeah, like it's shitty that they lie to their kids and that Sheriff Keller's cheating on his wife and everything. But it's also like, you know, you can understand where they're coming from. Like they're they're still being portrayed as like, you know, um, th- we're not vilifying them for for this um you know, I guess if you want to call it a moment of weakness or something like that, right? Like they're human and human beings make mistakes and we hurt one another and, you know, we have to learn and grow from that. And like, that's, that's good. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get back. We'll rewind here to, uh, to what's going on at Lodge Lodge and then, and then we'll wrap it up because, uh, I think this was probably the most, um, you know, this, this was the real shit. Right. Like this was was where things really escalate. So um, like we touched on in the beginning, right, Hiram uh, has this plan to send, you know, uh, Archie and Veronica away for the weekend to protect her because he's going to be having all these, you know, crime families in town and this is their safe house and da 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 he's gonna send andre with them and you know veronica says no like we don't want a chaperone you know he can come and pick us up on sunday and he tells archie that that's not what's gonna happen right like this is going down he's worried about them he wants andre to be nearby uh so archie keeps that secret but he gets caught you know, meeting Andre in the woods for some fucking reason because they're both terrible spies, as <laughs> Veronica pointed out. But, uh, and and that obviously upsets her, right? You know, so her and Betty go into town. She flirts with a guy. He figures out that they're home alone. And, um, you know, oh, you know what? Actually, real quick, before we get to that, I do yeah. want to touch, I do want to touch on one more thing, which was the conversation between uh, Jughead and Archie like the the morning after you know mm-hmm. like so the girls go into town right because veronica's pissed yeah and the yeah. two of them are hanging out and uh they talk about the kiss and and this drama which like then transitions into them talking about the fact that betty and veronica kissed oh and, yeah like that was the most teenage boy conversation they've ever had and i loved it it was it so was funny the best. it was <laughs> it, it was very fitting yeah for like whatever reason it was just like yeah 
I'd probably be I'd probably be thinking the same thing. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. And it's just like I liked it because it's like it was it was another thing that reminded me of you know it, it was a good balance right of having that humor because like Jughead uh-huh. gets like very heavy in that conversation for a minute where he's like you know it's incredible that our relationships are so tangled up in one another and that there isn't as much drama as there could be and that we do have this amazing you know like group that's friends that are couples and all you know and it's and it, anything could blow it up. Yes. In an instant, right? Yeah. And and it's incredible that that's not the case. And that was like a little foreboding. But I liked that there was the juxtaposition of this very normal kind of like, you know, just like, dude, I figured out that our girlfriend's made out. I was like, what? <laughs> huh? What? Huh? Tell, me, tell me a little more. Huh? When? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? When? Where, where was I? Exactly. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it, it felt very um, apropos, you know, for them to mm-hmm. actually be like teenagers doing teenager shit for once. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I, I thought that was very cute. Uh, <laughs> so so anyway, um, Veronica, right, she flirts with this guy and, and they let it slip that they're alone at the cabin, basically. And uh, they get robbed, right? Yep. So I literally wrote in my notes, I was like, they got robbed. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Check mark. So, uh, you know, we don't need to go through a whole play-by-play of the whole scene, right? Like, you obviously, if you're this far and you watch the episode or you don't care about spoilers, and go watch the episode. So, you know, the whole thing plays out. And Veronica, you know, presses this alarm. The guys go and run. Archie fucking chases after them. And I, I literally wrote in my notes, I was like, do it, Arch. Unleash the beast. Like, that was when I was like, with my pillow, I was like, do it. Catch him and fucking beat the shit out of him. Like, I want to see it. this. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. Exactly. I want, like, I want to see that pent up fucking Yo, you just go Punisher beast, beast mode on him and just like <laughs> yeah. clock him in the face for like a couple times. Yeah, and just fucking rough him up. Yeah. But, uh, and then, you know, Andre, let's say, relieves him of this mm-hmm. duty and fucking ices this kid. Yeah. Which was like, holy shit. Like, I figured that was what was going to happen when Archie was like, what are you going to do? And he's just like, I'm going to take care of it. And yeah, Archie's yeah, like yeah. like walking away and he's like, uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> Archie's like, hands up, like, oh, all right, hey, oh, yeah, all right, it's not my problem. Hey, you go for all it. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then walking away and the gunshot, and I was like, oh, what's he going to do? And he keeps going, and I was like, ooh, telling. Well, it was like, that's the whole thing. Like, I agree with you, because it, like, was a telling moment of, like, he freezes for a second, and then he's just like, okay. Yeah. But it's also like, what else do you do in that moment? Like, True, right? if the, Like, I would be like. That's fair. It's like, fuck, but it's also like, uh, just just walk back to the house, pretend nothing happened. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to process this. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, that that was obviously a, a pretty, like, intense moment. But, like, I, I thought it was interesting just because, I don't know, like, the, the fallout of it, right? Where, like, he's talking with Hiram again. Yeah. And I, I was really surprised to have that moment moment again this episode like when he and veronica had kind of like veronica was like from now on it's you and me not you and him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then like they do still have that conversation it's like not like he can't still have a relationship with him but i was a little surprised to like have that moment already but like i have to say like it was interesting to me because like i feel like hiram was like i feel like it's so interesting how much hiram has like turned around on archie yeah like he's really come around that he like likes him you know, I I'm still of the opinion that it, she's just using him to keep his daughter safe, and that he he's like sort of uh, uh, molding him into whatever he needs him to be. And I I think that's true, but I also think that I don't know, and like maybe this is the optimist in me. I do feel like he actually has some genuine affection for him now. Like I think he does see him as like a tool that he's molding to be the boyfriend or husband he wants for his daughter and the mm-hmm. person that he can rely on or whatever. But I think he is actually coming to appreciate him actually fulfilling that role. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. like when they have that conversation and like he can tell Archie's upset and he's like, You made the right decision. 
You know, he's like, you did the right thing by telling them to take what they want. Like there was no other course of action. Yeah. Like he's saying that for Archie's benefit, you know, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. and I, I was like, you know, it's actually kind of nice of him. Yeah. You know? Also, very, very well done shot for me. I thought like, oh, my the, God, the, the shadows and like the fire, the fire and the reds. It was just like, oof. All Dude. right. And like, especially, uh, especially because there's like that turn. Right where he's yeah, like he's yeah. like he's like you made the right decision and like you know, like I like what you did was okay like you did the right thing don't mm-hmm. be upset with yourself and then he's just like, what Andre did, did it bother you? Yes, like, when he and, said that I was like, ah. and and it was like shit okay and Archie's like you know the one thing I regret is that like I hesitated with the black hood right oh. and then like and then that close up shot of yes, Hiram yes. with the whiskey glass and he's just like. When it comes to protecting yourself or the people you love, never hesitate. Yeah, it's just like shit. Like goddamn man. Like ooh, their whole like relationship is so interesting and mm-hmm. strange. Mm-hmm. And like, I just wonder where it's gonna go and like where this leads, Archie. Yeah, you know? like this is yeah exactly. It's like what path. What to what extent now is Archie going to? What what is he going to do? Like what uh, what won't he do at this point? Right, yeah, and like I I think we saw foreshadowing of that this episode. Yes, because Hiram bought the trailer park right mm-hmm. um, to like wipe clean the debt and you know not evict everyone and whatever. But it's another piece of the South Side he owns now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everyone but Jughead sees this as a victory, right? And he's being paranoid and da-da-da-da-da. Um, but, like he says, it's a PR move. It's a bargaining chip. He's trying yes. to buy my silence. He's trying to make it look like he's made amends. And then we find out that he's also bought the um, – uh, what is the paper? The register. The register. Thank you. And uh, And then Betty is all of a sudden like, what the fuck? Yeah. You were – like Jughead is right. And – and that we see a real division there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like they start slinging shit at each other's, you know, uh, at you know at Hiram. Veronica defends him. Archie backs her up. You know, then they like go for the throat, right? Like fucking Jughead and Betty both like definitely insult them like yeah. on purpose, and then Veronica fires back, you know, and like and it it, it gets like heated as fuck. And if it wasn't for the uh, the breaking and entering, you know, I think I think, think that conversation would have ended a lot differently. Yeah. You know, like if it wasn't like a holy shit, we almost died. Thank God we have each other or whatever. Like that was going somewhere bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's going to come up again. Like these problems didn't go away. Definitely. So like, uh, and they're just going to go back to Riverdale and like literally be in it now. Yep. And like. It's going to come to a point where Archie's going to have to choose a side. And it's going to be like, does he pick Veronica or does he pick Jughead and Betty? Yeah. And that's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, uh, and just kind of the last thing to to touch on, which is, I guess, foreshadowing for next week's show. Which was, uh, you know, and we didn't touch on this before. I wanted to save it for the end. But, um, you know, Jughead takes Betty home. Mm-hmm. Right. And he he tells her about and I, I thought it was a little interesting that he waited until they were back at her house to tell yeah, her. This yeah, stuff. yeah, I agree. It's like, really? We were just away for a whole weekend where there was no way your creepy brother was going to hear what I'm about to say. Right. However, uh, so like earlier on in the episode, right, like Chick threatens Jughead by threatening Alice and Betty. Yeah. And like he warns Betty that he got a weird vibe and like the way that the angle like is it makes it seem like chick maybe overheard I don't know if that was just a, a device to make it be like you know remember he's looming you right know, like he's, uh, he's just upstairs right but like I don't know I kind of got the impression he might have been listening mm-hmm. what did you think about that I-, I thought it was like the looming thing okay yeah but and yeah agreed about like why you're in the house now and he can probably hear like why are you stop it even outside, like yeah, at the know? very <laughs> least, like was there no other opportunity for this? Like I don't know. 
It seems a little strange. <laughs> Let's walk up to to your brother's door and talk very whisperly. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna walk you up the stairs and then tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So I, obviously the stuff with Chick, you know, we've been sketched out by him from the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, there's nothing good about him. That's yeah. for sure. But I don't know. What's your read on where this whole thing's going with him? Like, do you think it's gonna come to a violent point? I think like, so. Yeah, I I think so. Again, like the way that it was framed at the beginning of the season was just like this whole season was going to end in, in a very bloody way. And we already got rid of the Black Hood. So what whatever's next is I, I definitely think it's Chick. Ch- Chick's involved to some extent. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, he obviously already killed someone. Yes. So how long is it until he kills someone again? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I think I think this was the second time. That Jughead, uh, this time it was when he said it to Betty, but the first time he said it was in the narration of the episode where Chick was introduced uh-huh. of like, sometimes we let the monster into our house, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, so I think that's going to wrap up the conversation here on uh, on this episode of the Riverdale Review. Um, if you want to let us know what you thought about this week's episode, uh, you can hit us down in the comments down below if you're on SoundCloud or YouTube or yeah, any of the platforms that let you do that, I guess. Um, or you can hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, well, you can have your thoughts right on the air. You can have what you think about Riverdale tossed out for the rest of the, the, the kids here at Pops. So, um, yeah, I mean, with that, we'll be back next week. Kale will be back... Uh, he should be back anyway. And uh, we'll be here in the booth for uh, another episode of Riverdale Review. So, uh, Pops, uh, can we get that check? Ooh, can I get a box for these curly fries? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>